Hello and welcome to the Two Devs and a Dude podcast. I am your host, Jay Kidd of Wraith Games. I am Cajun, host of the ADV podcast. Man, that's some good enthusiasm. I am the dude of this lovely podcast, Grant McClure, the founder of Game Over Game On and Twitch streamer and, and all that cool stuff. So on today's episode, uh, we are doing our wonderful game club format. And the, the game of this time is going to be Minute, a wonderful little indie game that came out recently. So uh, let's start with you, Grant, and then we'll go sort of uh, round the board and we'll talk about what it is. But uh, why don't you tell the lovely people what this game is all about? Okay, so I um, I, this game, Minute is a, the 62nd action or action adventure game. It was developed by Jay Jan William Nodgman, co-founder and one half of Valmbeer. This is I'm reading from the Wikipedia page and also the game was published by Devolver Digital, which I'm a big fan of Devolver Digital. They make some really cool and weird games. Um I believe they're working on a game called Russian Subway Dogs that was shown at PAX, which I've heard you play You play as a dog and you have to survive on the Russian subway. That's all. They were, uh, I believe, I, wa- I want to say uh, that was three booths away from us at PAX. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe someone got it, but this isn't the PAX special. But yeah, Devolver Digital does really cool, awesome, weird games, and, and their last year's E3 uh, presentation, hilarious. So if you haven't seen that, it's a good like 30 minute laugh about not actually not even video games. It's just there's gore and people kill themselves on stage. It's weird. It's real weird. It's Devolver Digital. Watch it. <laughs> but okay, so yes, minute. Like I said, it's a 60 minute action uh, action adventure game where you play as this second 60 second. Yeah, 60 second action. Good God, if you, every single life lasted 60 minutes, could you all imagine how long that takes? You could beat the game in one life. If you're you really could. Good. Very easily. Imagine if you needed every 60 minutes. <laughs> I mean, the, you're throwing my train off. You're throwing my train off the tracks, Cajun. Where was I? Shoot you. <laughs> yeah, what I was saying, it's the 60-second action adventure game where you play as this weird duck build dude. I don't know. He doesn't even have a name. One day you wake up and you're like, hey, wonder what's going on. And you, you're, you come out of your house and you're walking around. And so the, that's how the game starts, is there's nothing, you don't have a life bar, you have no timer or anything, so you're just wandering around. Somehow you end up on a beach, and you see a sword. You pick the sword up, and the timer starts, just like that. So uh, one big takeaway of this game is they're really, it's very obtuse. The whole game is doesn't really explain much to you, other than uh, you got 60 seconds, and you've got to figure out how to live. Uh, other than that, the music is really great. I enjoyed I enjoyed this, level, this little game. Like, it, it's... An interesting game for speedrunning. I know there's a trophy for on the PlayStation. I played it on the PlayStation. Hey, I actually got to play. It's, it's the first game that I feel I've done at least one complete playthrough on my PC now that it has been rebuilt and I actually can play some games. Congrats. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. I'm still waiting on my RAM to come in, but I've got a graphics card that can play a monochrome game at least. I mean, I'm sure you could have. You, if you can play a monochrome game, you really need to play Pony Island. I can't stress that enough. Everyone needs to play Pony Island. Maybe next game. So while Grant was gushing over Devolver Digital, I just want to say that uh, Vlambeer is uh, one of my favorite indie developers, uh, mostly because of Super Crate Box and the Frasers. Um, like I'm so hearing that uh, that Jan was 
was part of, of this team, it made me immediately interested in, in whatever this was, and it did not disappoint. I forgot that they made Lufrauser. Yeah, because that game's super fun. Actually, it make I've never I've never heard the name pronounced before is it is it jan or is it yan i think it might be yan i think they're i don't i don't know where they're from so the netherlands yeah it's probably, yeah it's probably yan. probably yan. yeah yeah uh van uh van beer uh is known for nuclear throne ridiculous fishing super crate box serious sam the random encounter and Luftrauser. yeah because uh Super Crate Box was one of the first indie games that I really, really got into um, that sort of sort of changed how Wraith did their projects. So uh, so playing playing Minute, uh, you can you can sort of see that like kind of quirky sense of humor all throughout of it. Uh, the same way the same way some of the other Vlambeer or Devolver Digital stuff tends to do. I didn't know they developed nuclear a nuclear throne. I've heard good things about nuclear throne. I'll have to. Oh, it's great. So yeah. Okay. Uh, what was I saying? I don't know. Well, you were just you were giving the recap, so I, I figured you were kind of done since you yeah yeah that's successfully. how the, yeah that's how the game starts. You just pick up the sword and hey, you're off to the races, the sixty second life race to death. The game is kind of uh, kind of it looks like Downwell, like its art style. But it plays kind of like if Link's Awakening was a micro game from WarioWare. That's kind of how kind of how it is. You go throughout the game and you die every 60 seconds, and you're trying to get as far as you can go. But each time you die, your progress is saved. So whatever item you pick up, whatever like deeds you do for people, whatever uh, not always, but sometimes if you like destroy part of the environment, it'll stay stuff like that. Um, it's a really, really cool way of doing this limited progression, but you always start back off in whatever your current home is. Um, and, and that means that you have to, you have to sort of learn, uh, what you need to do. It's almost like something like a nowhere near as difficult, uh, I want to be the guy because it's all about memorizing what you need to do and then each time you do it you do it a little better almost you know it's almost like speed running except without the speed running yeah it really is like speed running the game minus yeah the actual speed running part of like breaking the game well okay uh i take umbrage at that comment you do not need to break the game well, to be a speed runner two different versions of speed running but yes yeah it's basically memorizing the map layout and what exactly you need to do sorry i offended you jay about your speed running well uh most traditional speedrunners do not utilize glitches and the like they just do the the game as intended really really well so and very very fast which are which is cool i i'm i mean just to go on a tangent of speedrunning, just a smidge. I'm not in that wheelhouse. I've watched a few of them, but all the ones that I've found super fascinating are the ones that have broke the game. Like, I watched a speedrun of Doom, the new Doom, Doom 2017. Yeah. Where it was on PC, and they have to basically, they unlock the frame rate, and once the frame rate hits a certain cap, that they can literally jump across the map and phase through doors, and they can beat the game within, like, I think, five minutes. Glitching, glitching speedruns are fun to watch, but like like for instance, my my wheelhouse, Super Mario World, I think you can beat it in under a minute if you use glitches, but the actual 
speed run that requires like a lot of skill, the, the minimalist completion speed run there. Um, I think the current, the current world record is 11 minutes. So that's, that's 10, 10 additional minutes and it requires, you know, more, more actual gameplay, I guess. Yeah. But I think, I think speed running is a, is an apt comparison for what minute is and why minute is as fun as it is because it, it taps into that same kind of mentality, I guess. Cajun, what do you think? He's dead. Oh no, poor Cajun. It must've been 60 seconds. We have to <laughs> wait for him to get back to this part. Uh, what, oh my God, I had something I was going to say and I just don't like my, my head is not working properly this evening, but my brain. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just verbal vomit everywhere. <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, I, like I sound like a really good professional podcast. Like I haven't been doing this for like a few years now. I'm just that guy. He's that grand. He's, he's pretty terrible. He's, he's, uh, yeah. It's pretty bad. Just throwing that out there. That's cool. <laughs> Speaking of which, you should go to iTunes and rate us five stars. You should, you should be like, cause yeah, cause Grant's really good. Uh, that is that is actually a little something. We are we are finally now on iTunes and Google Play, and then hopefully very soon we'll also be on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher as well. This this game, what you were saying, yeah, what I was saying about the speedrunning thing, it's great, but it does get a little frustrating when you know exactly what you need to do, but you can't figure out how to do it. And it's just, I'm giving a, a confession, the fact that I've, I had to look up a guide for like the one little last part because I was tired of bashing my head up against the wall for like an hour. And when you're doing 60 second chunks of the same thing over and over for an hour, you're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to look up a guide, but I want to complete this game. I want to fully understand this experience. I want to, because I, I enjoyed it. I didn't want to do it. It broke me. Like I was just like, this goes against everything that I actually stand for, but also, like, I don't want to, I'm sure Jay can attest to this, but as you get older, time is precious, whether regardless of how much time that you, you do have. So it's like, I was playing this game, I was like, this is really cool, I was enjoying it, I, it but I got, I hit a wall for, because the game, you should be able to complete it in your first playthrough in about an hour and a half or so, to two hours. Sounds about right. But it, I mean, I had been playing it for, I played it my first when I streamed it, I played, I think, for like two and a half hours. And then I just hit the wall because I just I was I gave up and that it's followed, actually sorry. Go ahead, Jay. No, no, you go on. You you finish up first. Yeah, well, what I was but so I was just I kept hitting that wall. And then the following day after I got to stream, I went to bed and I was like, maybe I can figure it out without looking it up because I got some rest refreshed, kept doing it, kept dying, kept going the same way. I'm like, I need the flippers that's on top of the hotel. I just can't figure out how to get the flippers. What do I have to do to get the flippers? And so I kept going around, trying to find out, going to the same parts of the map, kept finding it. And then all of a sudden, and then I just said, I'm done. All right, I'm going to look it up just really quick, just a little picture walkthrough. And got to the point where I was at. And I was like, oh, all you have to do is go up from the hotel. And then you end up in this field. And then from there, you go, you cut the trees down, and you go up again, and I never thought about cutting the trees. And I was so disappointed in myself. I was like, why didn't I ever think about that? Don't understand why that never occurred to me. So you do that. You get the little bone from... Um, actually, I, yeah, I had the took the sword, had the bone, and I was like hitting people with the, the bone. And I was like, I don't know what I do, what I'm supposed to do. Kept dying. Then went into the house and did that whole thing, and then hit 
And if you go inside the haunted house, it just spams like tips. It's just like, oh, you keep going left, keep going this and this and this. And then if you hit the TV, it just says, I think there's a, it, then the ghosts appear on the outside. And the ghost states that one of the guys that are, um, just kill the enemies with the, they have weapons. You do that. And he's like, oh man, I'm sorry. I got mixed in with the wrong crowd. I'm going to go uh, hang out at the hotel now. That's all I needed to do. I just needed to get that one guy back at the hotel. Then it's like, oh, you've the ho- everyone at the hotel is happy and everyone's back. And then you get to, the ladder drops down, you climb up, and you get the flippers. And you know what? I actually have two things to, to sort of say on, on that respect. Because um, I can understand why it's frustrating. But um, the two things are that I, I come from kind of an arcade background. Um, I, I collect arcade cabinets. I like playing arcade games. And for me, you know, it's like, okay, well, I died four times, and now I have to pop a quarter in, and I'm going to start back from the very beginning. Machine, the machine that I play with uh, the most often uh, here, uh, it's, a, it's a Neo Geo MVS. That way you can, like, slot stuff in and out. Um, well, maybe not most often. Probably my, my Mortal Kombat 2 is my most often, but still. Um, the, the thing about that is I've, I've not modded it, so you can't. So it doesn't require coins. Um, so I just have a bag of tokens that I use for that. And so in in my head, I'm really, really used to playing the same section of a thing over and over and over again, and only getting past it. You know, once I once I figure figure out a new way to do things. Same thing with with the little bit of speedrunning I do in, in Mario World. Um, but what? What this really reminds me of most is a game like Anodyne. Have Have you ever played Anodyne, Grant Cajun? It, it doesn't even ring a bell. Not a bit. Oh, oh well, that is. Oh God, I think that's a that's a future episode right there. Actually, I'm gonna look it up. Is it A N I? You should. A N O D Y N E. I think I've seen you talk about it in chat before, but that's about all I've got. No, I don't even think I've talked about it in chat. Um, well, I picked it up a few years ago. Um, it is a, I, it's very much a kind of a Zelda style kind of a game, you know, um, which is one of my favorite, you know, the three quarters action adventure kind of a thing, one of my favorite genres. But there were definitely points where I'm like, I have scoured every last corner of this map, and I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do. And then it's just sort of like this click moment. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that that's something almost inherent inherent to the the three quarters perspective uh, action adventure game in general, because that happens in Anodyne. That happens in um, in three uh, D dot game heroes. It happens uh, at least for me for a little while in the Oracle games, uh, like the Mermaid, uh, the one Mermaid area and I think it was Oracle of Seasons. So I don't I don't know if that was something inherently about Minute, but it was definitely something that exists throughout the genre. And I think it was just sort of made made more clear in Minute just because the game itself is so short. You know what I mean? I just want to pause one second and I'm looking at videos of the Anodyne. And there's a good bundle right now. There's a bundle on um, Steam that you can get both games, Anodyne and even the Ocean, which I guess it might be by the same developer for twenty one thirteen. It's fifteen percent off because even the Ocean is fifteen bucks by itself. They look very cool, 
But also, you mentioned Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, my two favorite Zelda games by far. Like, they're my favorite. Like, there's no doubt about it. Even the ocean looks like a, like a, um, the gameplay-wise looks kind of like Mega Man. Is very, it's very different from something like Anodyne. It's, it's an entirely different genre, but it does, it does look pretty spiffy. I think it's by the same, yeah. And, uh, Anna, I'm gonna butcher their name. <laughs> because the only thing I can keep popping up, it just, I see anal gestic, and I'm like, that's not how you pronounce it, but. Analogistic. Analogistic, yeah. Analogistic Productions. Yeah, this Anodyne game looks dope. One of my one of my favorite games of all time is actually a Flash game called Seedling. And I picked up Anodyne after after playing Seedling. And it's very sort of similar experience. And then after obviously playing Undertale, I would I would say that Minute Minute has the sense of humor of Undertale, but the the Zelda style gameplay the more the more indie-fied Zelda-style gameplay of, of Anodyne and the Seedling with that really, really cool reset gimmick. I don't know. So maybe at some point we could do a back-to-back. A Seedling, Seedling you can complete in a half an hour. It's a very small experience. But maybe we could do a back-to-back of, of Seedling and Anodyne um, and then use what we've learned from Minute and maybe do a follow-up about, about Minute later on. Because I think, I think playing them in the context of each other actually makes a lot of sense the more I think about it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I would be... They all look really... I mean, they look really cool. See, it's cool, because I, I have that... I just main... The main... I get my main gaming information from, the, like, the big three Polygon, Kotaku, IGN, and they do their main focus of, you know, the AAA games, like the big developers. And I get that, the indie side from you, which is really cool because you got, you got good, good, good uh, taste in indie games. I mean, well, thank you. So far, I I mean, you you do want to play the room, the game. I mean, yeah, no, at some point we will be playing the room, the game for this podcast. And I think our fans are going to love that. I still have to see the movie. I'm, I'm dedicating myself to at least seeing the movie before we play the game, so I really understand what the hell's going on. The three of us will have to watch it together um, because it is best. It is best watched in the company of friends. Great, awesome. I, I watched um, the Disaster Artist. Just a little tangent off the room, and we need to get back on on a minute. Of course, of course. Um, so, uh, Cajun, what are what are your thoughts on on minute? So what I love is uh, I, I'm like a super casual player of games. Like I'll, I, I just generally waste time playing games. So I it's hard for me to truly get sucked into that data dedicated to any game or, or any platform, really. Um, but that's where like Menace mechanics are beautifully crafted that I can sit there, okay, I can play a minute, two minutes, just a couple of rounds, trying to explore, trying to figure things out, and I can move on and go do other stuff. Kind of let it sit in the back of my mind. It's like, okay, I couldn't find stuff there. I mean, just, it's a very small map, really. Look, looking at it, it's actually uh, someone did a almost complete map uh, from screenshots uh, in the Steam forums, and it's really not that big of a game. Um, so you can just kind of sit there and think about the different sections that you're trying to go through, even when you're not playing the game, and try to figure stuff out real easily. Um, I mean, I'm still trying to hunt for all the coins of my first... I've com- 
I've completed my first playthrough, uh, where I've beaten the boss the first time. I haven't started uh, plus mode yet, but I'm still trying to go through and get all the stuff. I'm still only set about 50, 60%. You know, as well as it, as it is, there's just so much to explore. But keeping it in those bite-sized, section, bite-sized sections of a minute each, you know, it gives the urgency and it still gives you that exploration. Because you can zip from one checkpoint, a little house where you sleep, uh, like the trailer, the house, etc. You can zip between those within 60 seconds at a time. So you just kind of, you can keep it going, but at the same time, it's really easy to just take a break whenever you want. And like one of the things that I found, and I, I absolutely agree with that, it's a great sort of bite-sized game. That's how I played it, was I would, I would play it for like a little while, like 10, 15 minutes, and then put it down and then come back, you know, after getting a snack or whatever. But like, can, can we talk about the characters for a second? They are so weird in like the best possible way. Like if I had to describe the game in one word, it would be quirky. They're so quirky. Like both of their designs and in their dialogue. Like the like the little hotel manager, like the masochist. Like, oh my god, I love these guys. Oh yeah, when you you hit him and he's like, Yeah, 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 dad or I don't think he says yeah, daddy, but he's just like, Yeah, do it again. Yeah. More, more. This is what I've always dreamed of. Like, like this. The game is really funny, and I, 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 I think one of the the funny things, not actually funny, but one of the interesting things about the game is that some characters talk really, really slowly. So, really, to to invest your time in in engaging with these characters, you're having to having to waste some of your life to do it you know you're having to waste the the 60 second lifespan you get and it's it's i still want to talk to these characters even though that i know i'm wasting my time the the old man in the lighthouse he's like um what you need to do is like it's just like you literally it takes 60 seconds to get through what he has to say like i I didn't ever even get to the end of it i died like four times and getting i was just like come on old man spit it out already i don't i don't know if you can i don't know if you can no. actually get all of it you cannot speed him up he, he so most of the characters they don't, a couple of them actually talk pretty quick most of them talk okay they you can read their messages a couple of times you're like okay i don't really need to read this again but the old man the first time you click it you see how slow it's going you're like oh this was a bad idea yeah like- and i never I think I've clicked on his uh, speech like three times total. Yep. Yeah. You're like, yep, I'm going to die. Yep. I'm dying. <laughs> now to piggyback off what uh, Cajun was saying though, is that the, I do think one of the charms, like you have the character and the, the, the characters, the dialogue and the design of it, but the simplicity of the game is, uh, is also one of its great charms. I think, I mean, it's monochromatic for cry out loud, literally just black and white. I think that one of the the best ways to call its its entire suite of mechanics, whether it be the combat or the the life mechanic or the item collecting or or any of it, I think the the best way to describe those would just be efficient. The entire game knows exactly what it wants to do, and its mechanics do that in the most efficient way possible. Like sometimes the sword play can be a little clunky. And like standing there to charge up to throw your sword and stuff is a, is a little slow, but I think that obviously that's that's intentional. Um, but I, the game's mechanics are are so utilitarian 
that that is actually a benefit. Like, this this game wastes no time. This game gives no bullshit. It gives you the tools you need to do to accomplish the tasks it wants you to complete in the time frame it gives you. And I love it. Like, it's so it's so good for that. So there's a, a saying that I, I don't even remember where I heard this. It's been a long time. So an engineer will continue to add on to a building until it has aid everything it could ever possibly need to use it for before he calls it complete. An architect will continue to trim down until only the most essential parts of the building to retain its spirit are still there. And Minute is not minimalist. It's not absolute bare bones, like almost hipsterish. You know, we're going to make it as minuscule for mechanics as we can. But you're entirely right on, like, the mechanics that are there are there for a reason, and they don't have any extraneous skills, features. Everything is there to work together, and they do it amazingly. That's actually one of the really cool things, is like, um, the the mechanics are very utilitarian in their nature. They're, they're there to facilitate these goals, but I think the goals that, it, that it's really trying to get the 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 player to experience the world itself so that's why they have a really cool art design that's why they have really cool character designs that's why they have really really quirky dialogue that's why they have varied varied environments even in this tiny little map the environments are very varied from each other and they want you to immerse yourself in this world and the they don't want the mechanics to be a barrier to that you know, they want you to be able to pick it up and go. You know, you don't have to, there's no skill mastery as far as the mechanics are concerned um, because almost each little area is a puzzle. This is basically a puzzle game more than anything else. It's just a puzzle game through the lens of a three-quarters action adventure. Yeah, it takes basically takes uh, just your, uh, I guess, 16-bit era action or like adventure game and trims all the fat to where... Yeah. I mean, that's what it does. It takes any of the... Um, okay, so Zelda has various other screens filled with enemies, I guess, to, to make the game seem longer than it is. While Minute has maybe one screen that has enemies in it that will lead you to the next screen to get the item that you need. Like, it's there to just slightly slow you down, but you also do not have to fight those enemies to reveal an item. So it takes like it takes like any fat that... I compare it to Link's Awakening more yeah, than anything yeah, else. That's what I meant, Link's Awakening. Yeah, basically, you take what I was saying, Link's Awakening, and you trim all the fat and give it a fairly simplistic controls that are extremely intuitive. And, and uh, Instead of the full Kokiri forest, you have the, the like, plus the Kokiri village, da, 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 da. you have like four, six different little screens you can go through. You know, it, you still have a lot, like Jay said, a lot of variation in that, but I mean, you have a nice little package that you can explore real fast before you move on to the next zone. So um, I, I want I know I've been comparing uh, Minute to a lot of different games for different reasons, and that's because I think I think its very nature invites comparison. But for a second, I want to compare it to a game that I enjoyed but didn't love and thought I would love. Have either of you played Evo Land? Yes. Nope. Evo Land okay. one and two. So I own the second one. I've not I've not played it, um, and the reason for this is I I purchased Evo Land the day it came out, and the reason I purchased it the day it came out is because it looked stellar. 
The gimmick of Evil End um, for Cajun and the audience members who haven't played it is you start off in a, a Game Boy-style RPG, and then you evolve into an NES-style RPG and an SNES-style RPG all the way to a PlayStation-style RPG um, just by, by completing the story. And if you look at the trailer, it seems like this huge, big, sprawling game with this central mechanic. And the thing is that you can beat the game in like an hour. And it made me really, really sad, not because of the money I spent on it, because I'm, I'm a firm believer that the amount, of, the amount of dollar that you put into a game isn't a direct correlation to the, um, the amount of time you should be getting out of it. I think, I think that games are more nuanced than that. But the, the thing is that I liked it, but it was over too quickly. And keep in mind, the puzzles in the game are very, very similar to Minutes puzzles, um, which are very similar to Anodyne's puzzles, which are very similar to Ceiling's puzzles, which are very similar to 3D Game Heroes puzzles, which are, you know, go back to Granddaddy Zelda. Again, very specifically Link's Awakening, which might be the most Zelda Zelda game ever made, to be honest. The thing is, though, that with Minute, with Minute, you know right out of the box that it's a box that it's um it's tiny and because it's so tiny and because you know hey this is a small game you are impressed by how how the world opens up you're impressed by what it can do in that time constraint whereas evil land builds itself to be this huge massive sprawling thing and that may be that may be more player expectation than developer expectation but at the end of the day, it, it's a much, much smaller experience, and you're left kind of empty with it. And ultimately, these are games with similar mechanics. The characters are equally as quirky, I, I, I would say. And I say with Evil Land, the, the mechanics do kind of change up later, but for at least a good chunk of it, it's a game with similar mechanics, with similar puzzle styles, um, with that are both that are shrouding themselves in the 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 sort of retro RPG action adventure game aesthetic, but yet minute seems bigger than Evo Land, despite all of that. Even though you expect it to be smaller, and at the end of the day, they're actually the same size. Sorry, I I, I don't want to go on like this huge rant about it, but it it just sort of I was playing it, and it just hit me like, oh my god, it's like the inverse of Evo. You said you have the second one, right? Evil Land Two. I do own it, um, and I, I bought it because I enjoyed the first one. Okay. However, okay. I've not. I didn't play it just because every time I thought about it, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to be hurt again. Please don't hurt me again. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. I would just wanted to say I like the first one more than I like the second one, but oh, I didn't complete the second one. I didn't, haven't beat it, but it, the the mechanic. The same mechanic that is in the first one is the same, but it's different because it has to do with time travel. Like you go through portals and you travel through different times in the further into the future you travel based on looks versus. I mean, that sounds cool. I mean, it's cool, but it's not as good as the first one. But that that's my opinion. I just wanted to say that little ditty. But, but do you having played Evil Land and having having beat it, do you see what I mean? about about it in in relation to minute about its about its length and about how small it feels in comparison do you would you agree with that or would you disagree yeah, but, what, what do you yeah i mean but i i 
minute is more appealing. I agree with you that, and and that they do seem to be about the same length. Um, and the thing with the Evo in comparison, the Evo when you beat the boss, like it's over. Like well, minute though, minute has more replayability due to its speed running thing. So hey, you know what? Yeah. So like like that, and it harks back to um trophy list and achievements and stuff of how hey, so you can now that you know what to do, do it faster. See how many runs you can do it. See how quickly and how little deaths you can do it will net you a trophy or an achievement. It's like, oh, okay, it takes a couple of seconds to figure out, okay, you can hack the bush with a sword and go through it. Okay, but how long is it going to take you to be able to get proficient at walking pixel perfect hit uh, with a sword, then blow up, and you just keep going through, not missing a second that you would otherwise spend there? How many seconds can you shave off one at a time from this action to that action until you can, you know, play the game as quick as you can? Yeah, the the walkthrough that I used, which I confess to using because I got stuck, was a, I think, a 10-minute walkthrough. Like, it showed you how to beat the game in 10 minutes. I think we all, at one point, had to consult the walkthrough uh, just to try to figure out that one section that we were stuck on. But, because uh, I'm, I'm trying to use it, consult it right now, trying to get all the coins, but... Uh, yeah, I use like a, uh, I think a twenty-five minute walkthrough for mine. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I really like the game. I really enjoyed it. I think everything about it is fantastic, and that everyone, it's worth a playthrough. It really is. Yeah, like, um, basically, if I if I had to to say, if if people like Undertale, and if people like. Link's Awakening, um, you know, or any of the any of the other million and a half games I compared it to on this. If if you like any one of those, you you'd definitely like Minute. If you like Link's Awakening, but feel that it's not stark enough for you, you might just like this. I I do wanna I do wanna ask, and I'll I'll ask Grant first, and then Cajun. What was your favorite part? What was your favorite part of the game? I don't know. I'm 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 okay. My favorite part is probably the um the boat part. And then when you go to the island and finally activate the teleporters, because I like the guy was like, hey, man, I need a need some boat wood. And you're like, excuse me, boat wood. You need some wood for your boat. OK, so you you find that special tree, you chop it down, and you bring him the, the piece of boat wood. And then he's like, I'm going to I'm going to need 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 some time. And I didn't actually do that part for a while. Like I was just like, oh, you need some time. OK, I died, went back, explored some more. And I was like, oh, wait, what about that boat guy? Because I got stuck for a while. So I was like, oh, what about that boat dude? And I got up onto the boat, and it slowly made its way across the ocean. Slowly, slowly, slowly. And by the skin of my teeth, I was like, oh, there's a house here. So I went into the house, and I was like, you found a new home. Okay. How in the... And then when you leave your home, you're like, the boat's gone. How in the hell do I get off this island? That was that was probably my favorite part, is just figuring out how to get get off that island. That was probably one of my favorite puzzles and favorite part. Just because the boat, the boat character was kind of cool. I like that uh, inside the like underground space, like in that in the the beach hut in the in the boat section. That's where it's like a room with all of your stat tracking stuff. I'm like, holy crap! There's stats. I get to know how many times I died and stuff. Yeah, I think I mentioned before we we recorded that. I believe when, in my run, I think I had I died 98 times, and it took close to like two hours or so to beat it. Two hours and 19 minutes, I think, was my time. So, what about you, Cajun? <sighs> Frankly, the ending. The way that you complete the game by flushing yourself down a toilet. Why? I mean, how so? Why, why is that your the, your favorite part? Like, just because it's weird? Because you've gone through all this, all these puzzles. You've gone through, like, okay. So, it's, I guess, plot spoilers. Not that it's, I mean, a huge game, but you figure out that 
you're trying to, I guess, like save the environment or something like that by destroying the polluting sword factory. And so you go through, you beat the boss, you, you know, play this crazy thing. And there's no like princess at the end of the tunnel at the end of the level. You don't drive away on one of the delivery trucks. I mean, you just go throw the sword down the toilet and that's it. You're done. You go to sleep after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're like, oh, I guess uh, the Avengers over. All right, cool. Let's go take a nap with our dog. Yeah, and just. <laughs> I, I forgot all about that part. Like, I, I forgot. Like, I, I knew it just ended, and I was like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you just go to sleep. That's it. Yeah, I guess in a way it kind of reminds me of like the Lord of the Rings. You know, you have this great adventure. They go and defeat Sauron, and then you're back in the Shire, and you just relax and write a book, and that's it until you. Well, I guess. You go to the Great Havens, but you know, isn't, what do you do over there besides chill out and more naps and food? Isn't yeah? Isn't that supposed to be like their heaven, the Great Havens thing? It it's basically Avalon. It's supposed to be like Avalon at the end of the Grail Quest and King Arthur. Yeah, like that's what I thought. It's supposed to it's supposed to symbolize like he gets in the boat and sails off to like the afterlife to like he's done. He's he's fulfilled his destiny. What he his meaning in life? Yeah. I don't know about necessarily heaven, but it's the undying lands, you know, where you just don't age or get older or die. So my favorite part would have to be, and this is, this is kind of a weird, a weird little thing. So it's near the first third, like it's, I guess, first third, maybe, maybe first fourth, um, where you find that little, uh, that little trailer in the desert and it's your first new home. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think it has to be your first new home. And for me, like, that's when the game opened up. Right there. I'm like, okay, yeah. Because I imagined that I was going to have to do the entire game just for my first home. And at that point was when I realized, I'm like, wow, holy crap, this game is a lot bigger than it is. And then, like, I just like the desert in general. And so that was kind of my favorite part, is is it... it shifted how my brain thought about the game. And from that point on, I actually enjoyed it a lot more. Um, of course, by the time I got to the hotel, I'm just like, man, this is this is a weird house, giant air quotes. But um, but yeah, no, that's what I, that was my favorite part, was first going into the the desert home. Yeah, I I, I did not, I've, I think I completed one part of the, the temple, like the hidden temple, the secret temple. I don't know what happens when you actually complete the whole temple, but I know there's one part that you can't beat it without, I guess, without the sneakers being able to run fast. So, um, yeah, I, I've found it and uh, you can get a couple of rooms through, but the maze is literally just zigzagging back and forth. And so there's no way you can do it with uh, 60 seconds without the shoes. Yeah, that's that. That's what I thought. Yeah, because I did. I think the um, the tree part where you got like the one tentacle, and then I did the part where you had to take the watering can and put out the fires. And I think you got something else there, but I didn't. Be, I wasn't able to do the running part. Like that's the only part that I didn't get to finish. But yeah, what you're saying, Jay, though, is the desert. So you find the person in the desert, and they like, hey, you get the throwing sword, and you're like, all right, cool, I I got the throwing sword. But if you keep going, the signs like you're you're going to get lost. It's the endless desert, and you keep going, and you keep going, and you keep going, and you literally you just it's just the same screen over and over and over until your time's up. Well, every now and then the cactus changes position on the screen. Yeah, 
or, or, or the cat or the cactus isn't there. But it's literally like the endless desert. Like you get lost, and you're like, it do- doesn't matter. Like you can keep going the different directions, but then you, I think you get trapped in like a loop, like a procedurally generated loop to where you die and you have to start. Yeah, yeah, that was really interesting to me because it is right uh, procedurally generated, but it's not like okay, so you just keep walking south, but you're still stuck in the same room. Like that staircase in uh, Super Mar- uh, Mario 64, where it looks like it's infinite, but it really is just the same spot. Like, if you go down six screens, there's going to be six screens of blank. But you can go back up six screens, and then you'll be right back where you started before you started going down. So it, it, like, it keeps it a memory while you're in that life, at least. I don't think it does that, though, with the house. I think that's actually one of the really cool things is that it stores that stuff in memory because like to like to the human brain, you're like, oh, it just keep going on forever. But then like as a programmer, it's just like, no, no, they only had to calculate for however fast you can be with the speed shoes. You're only going like at most 10 screens down, right? Like, And so, like, that's kind of a really cool illusion that it's like, no, it just goes on forever. And if I kept going, it would just be more desert. And then I'd have to walk all that back. But no, like, that's the that's just something really neat. I don't know. I think, though, but how the house works is similar to that because you can keep going down and down and down and down and down. and Or you can keep going up. But I think once you enter that, I'm not sure if you go up, like, you know, six times, go down six times, then go back up six times. I don't think you're at the, the opening of the house. Because you keep you leave the 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 main exit of the house, the entrance and exit are the same. It, it's on every single floor, so it's it's literally just making the same room appear again and again and again. Yeah, minus yeah, you just TV. change location left or right of the screen. That's all you do. Yeah, minus the TV every once in a while. Wait, the TV disappears? No, you, you break every, the TV. every time I've done it. The uh, TV just will occasionally say something different. I think, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. The TV says something different every once in a while, yeah. And I don't think it, that matters on direction. I think it's just in a loop. Yeah, because then I know you're, you're, you have to, you're supposed to break the TV, and that's how you... You get the ghosts, the ghouls, the gods. Wait, that's what you have to do? Holy crap. I've literally spent like 10 minutes in that house trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do to get the ghosts to show up. Yeah, you just, yeah, break the TV. And now you know, right? The whatever, the CBS thing, right? With the, the shooting star, it says the more you know. I NBC, that. the NBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah NBC. Yeah, I think I know what I'm going to be playing tomorrow night, though. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat, I'm gonna get everything, I'm gonna beat it. Yeah, actually talking about it, I kind of want to revisit it. God, God of War. Oh, it's so good, it's so so. Good. So yeah, the last we we're talking about minute, or I, is there more? I guess. I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, what do you, from a developer standpoint? I mean, what? what do you have anything interesting to state? Because I, I can't, from, from the layman, from the, the non-coding side, other than someone who enjoys the aesthetic and the music and just the dialogue and the quirky nature of the game. The, the thi- From a developer standpoint, I think I've kind of said what I can say um, about how, you know, just tightly, tightly driven it is, um, how, how its design is more puzzle-centric. And I... I think we've said at least i know i have as much as i can say about the the actual straight up design of it um on the programming perspective none of the programming is particularly impressive 
but it doesn't have to be. And that's one of the cool things. Um, the thing was made in Game Maker, um, which Game Maker can do a lot of crazy stuff. Like at the end of the day, it didn't need to be a lot of stuff. It didn't need to be all these crazy tricks. What it did, much like its mechanics, where it were it was as lean as it can possibly be to get across the experience that it wanted to. And I actually applaud that because so many people overthink their projects. So many people put in so much additional like going through hoops, um, both from a design perspective as well as a programming perspective, that that these these this is clearly an expert team. Um, you know, like like obviously Vlambeer and, and Devolver Digital and like yeah, no, like that's that's all I can say on that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I usually have uh, just as a player and mechanics wise, there's usually stuff that I'll sit there and nitpick and I'll kind of tease apart. It's like you know, this maybe we could they could have done this different, but really, honestly, this game is so just tight. Well, yes, it's like like I said earlier. Everything that is in there, mechanics-wise, works with every other mechanic for a reason, and it does it well. There really is not a lot that I can nitpick with this game that, you know, it doesn't get into the unreasonable uh, expectations area, like having to charge up your sword a little bit, you know. It, maybe they could have added a different button to do the sword zone, but it's like, really, you're just splitting hairs at that point. So, Ooh, I have one graphical design nitpick. Yes, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was waiting for someone to ask me what it was. I mean, Sorry. I was just I was um, like the the uh, the uh, anticipation. It's killing me. What is it? Anticipation. The one nitpick I have is by the expert sign maker. Uh, there is a saw on the ground. And it's clearly just his saw, but I, I kept trying to pick it up. Yeah, because the, the, the actual saw guy like gives you like he gives you something and it's like now you can chop down trees, but there, there's a saw right here. Like No, he doesn't he doesn't give you anything. He makes you on a quest to get the mittens. Oh yeah, that's what yeah, so you won't hurt your hands. Yeah, if you go into the menu it says here's um some nice mittens so you don't hurt your hands while you're chopping down trees. That 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 gives you the ability to chop down trees. Yep. And I thought I thought I needed that saw, and the saw isn't even an item. Yeah, that is that's that's definitely grasping at straws with for design. But no, I totally. Hey man, I I I tried to pick that up for three lives, so uh, I, I <laughs> that's a nitpick that bugged me enough where I did have to bring it up. Oh yeah, no, other than the obtuseness of like direction for the game, like you, you understand what you need to do, it's the how you do it kind of thing, which is plays into the design of the game i understand that yeah but i mean that other than that that's my only problem well other than i got stuck a little bit but other than that i mean the game is perfect in its simplicity it does everything it does everything right the way it needs to be and nothing more and nothing less i think that's the title of our episode perfectly simple yeah agree that's great yeah couldn't agree more no the way what you stated in your your old develop the what you stated previously the whole your your diatribe earlier a few minutes ago, I think summed up the game perfectly. Thanks. So I, I guess maybe we should uh, do our sign off then. Uh, if we are out of things to talk about, I'm back. <laughs> but no. Uh, well, well, you were gone earlier, and we did a little bit of smidge of housekeeping of how 
Two Devs and a Dude podcast is now available on iTunes. And Google Play. And Google Play. And it'll be coming to Stitcher and SoundCloud and all that other stuff. Hopefully soon. Yep. Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify are the next places we're going. And then on the website where we currently have the the episodes up there, um, we will have... Because we're, we're on YouTube now, and we're also on Podbean, and then we just became... Uh, Apple and Google podcasts as well on the website, the player will be the YouTube player probably. And you can also download the episode and then we'll have links to all of those. Um, And then the YouTube video on our actual YouTube channel will uh, have links to where you can get it on, on iTunes and on Google play and things. So that they'll all be going out on the same, the same day. uh, And we're trying to get a schedule for that um for whenever to put up those things but uh, yeah so suggestion um that you should link um cajun our uh's stuff in the youtube descriptions just a little you know just wink, wink i already uh do that no. don't i i don't know i don't think i so. have no idea you should go check that because i'm nearly positive i do and i also link to glintide because he does the intro outro video stuff i think in the description on the website it links to uh, Glenn's stuff. It says you can get his album here, and that's actually a clickable link, but everything else is non-clickable from the Wraith Games website. But I have not checked YouTube. I have not checked YouTube. Uh, I think I know what it might be, um, but this would be kind of weird. If stuff's non-clickable, that's because when Podbean pushes it out, it turns it into plain text rather than being a link. But everything should be clickable, but if not, I can make that happen. Because that's the way I was setting it up to do. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I just I, I I noticed that I haven't checked YouTube, so I'll do that and and probably and subscribe. Yeah, do do me a favor. Um, check Podbean and see what they do because it should it um the Podbean uh, on each of your names it should send you to your Twitters and then on Glenn's it should send him to a SoundCloud I th- or SoundCloud or Spotify whatever he wanted us to send it to. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll check that out. Well, um, our next episode will be uh, in a couple weeks, and that's going to be another news episode. And then after that, it's going to be another, another games episode. If you have uh, news topics or games you would like us to play, uh, please send those requests to podcast at wraithgames.com. And I've been Jay Kidd, lead designer of Wraith Games, and I've been joined by... <laughs> Once again, I'm Cajun, host of the ADV Podcast, developer of Rocketbox. And I am Grant McClure, Brigadoon564 on Twitter and Twitch, and founder of Game Over Game On, which is on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes. Yeah, it's it's a podcast, with, and it's in hiatus, but there's old episodes that are there that you can watch, and also the Go-Go Show on YouTube. There's a really dumb video of that Jake and I recorded, or we shot and edited, called the coke challenge we drink jake drinks a bottle of coke yeah it's real real dumb but it's funny in its own sort of dumb way so until next time two devs and dude signing off go rate us on itunes and see ya are we good i was waiting on you to say bye but okay uh, that was <laughs> bye, everybody.